I'm Bridget Fettesy, and this is your Dumpster Fire for the weeks of December 19th to January 8th. And the unicorns dance while the world burns, world burns, world burns. And we're off. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back from being off. I hope everybody had a lovely, relaxing Omicron Christmas. (laughs) How many of you had like things that were canceled? Tell Maggie in the comments <laughs> how many of you had Christmas plans that were canceled because of Omicron. And how mad you are about it. Or not mad. Uh-huh. How thrilled like you were. Happy 2022. <laughs> Happy 2022. We made it to another new year. And it feels like 2020. <laughs> we'll get into that more later. But first, I would like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Locals. Locals is for independent creators. They provide tools for creators like myself to help grow and publish and operate and have all of your subscribers and fans and supporters be in one place. This is where Fetacy.com is hosted on Locals. So if you want to check out our page, there's lots of stuff. You can just sign up and you don't even have to pay. There's stuff that I put outside the paywall, behind the paywall. There's all kinds of content that we release just for our supporters. And we have live streams. We also have the unedited dumpster fire, which you're going to want to see the jokes this week. (laughs) (laughs) And we are happy to be in partnership with locals because they are very empowering to creators like myself and many others that you probably love, like Michael Malice is on there and Scott Adams It gives you the ability to publish your content, engage with your supporters, and make money from subscriptions all in one place. Locals.com. Go check it out. All right. And we are missing Sammy Flaps and Folds Sammy Flaps and Folds, alas, is not here for our first one back. We are sad not to have her. She had a migraine. And we hope you get better, Sammy. We miss you. We know your fans will miss you. I know. All the Sam stands like immediately click I know, they're off. Just, they're like, like gone. Leave. She's Never. Not but here. wait, wait. We've got we've got Mr. Fetus. <laughs> Never fear, though. I've, I've got you, fam. We've I'm, got a masculine version. <laughs> we've got Mr. Fetusy sitting in for her today. Welcome. Thank to, you for having me. Welcome. It's a pleasure. Thank you for sitting. It's a pleasure in. to be back. It's yes. nice to have just three voices, and we're going to rely on you to make all the jokes. Don't do no that. No pressure. So there you go. Take it. Take it away, Jaron. <laughs> All right, let's do this. All right. Old in chief. Biden claims that there is no federal solution to the pandemic and should be solved at the state level. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. I mean, what a piece of shit for real. (laughs) I'm sorry. You spent your entire entire campaign basically being like, we are going to defeat this virus. We are going to defeat this virus. You can't get this country going again unless you get... COVID under control. Don't leave the American people to face this threat on their own with no guidance, resources, or leadership from the federal government. Which on its face, anyone with a brain knew you can't defeat a virus or mother nature. It's just not possible. And really sold that to the American people, sold the vaccines as the answer. And then we have Omicron that just came blasting in like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. And it blasted through all the vaccines. And, you know, they're still protecting people, obviously. But now suddenly he just reverts to, oh, sorry, not my problem. Take it to the state level. Yeah. He's kicking it to the states. 
I just wish for the love of God that there would be someone who was like, you know what? This is going to be a rough couple of years. We're going to have to figure this out. It's not going to be like, oh, here's the magic bullet solution to this. And and eventually this will be something we're just living with. And, like, give us the truth from the beginning, no. not two weeks to slow the curve or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they were like, it's two, two weeks to flatten the curve and slow the spread. And it's like everywhere. Yesterday, there was some statistic that every eight seconds, someone in America is <laughs> testing positive. It's more rampant than ever before. And it does feel a little bit like he, this is just him losing the game and like taking his tiddlywinks and going home. Like, <laughs> me. I'm not dealing with this anymore. Not my problem. Jared. <laughs> I've got nothing. I feel like he's just a puppet anyway. I don't even know if, if he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's just standing up there winging it or reading what's been written for him. Mm. So who do you think is in charge? No one. I think we're just rudderless. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to say the deep state, but I really think we're just a presidentless country and have been for some time now. It's still crazy to me how they'll still try and come out and divide everyone, even though everyone's getting sick. Mm -hmm. So there are people where it'll come out and say this is a pandemic, the unvaccinated still, while like everyone who's vaccinated and their friends are also getting Omicron. So it's hard to just say, come out and say that and still try and divide the people around this. And it just is on its face. Like you can look around and know that's not true. This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. I do feel like the, the government is very much like, well, good luck to you. We give up. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> You're on your own. President in waiting. <laughs> Kamala Harris compares January 6th to Pearl Harbor and 9-11. Certain dates echo throughout history. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. And January 6th, 2021. I repeatedly question how she's so bad at this. And it just almost seems at this point like she's trolling everyone. I'm going to rebuild the Twin Towers so I can throw myself out of one. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy to me how they keep trying to make this January 6th insurrection that I can't even say without giggling a whole thing about terrorism and comparing it to these foreigners coming into America and killing thousands of people. I know. I and know. it's more like Costco Black Friday. <laughs> To most Americans. Right. This is like the line for a new Harry Potter book. <laughs> this is like the Rick and Morty Szechuan sauce riots. Customers crowd the counter demanding the Szechuan dipping sauce for their McNuggets. Say that fast. <laughs> this is like when Philly won the Super Bowl. <laughs> This is what this looks like to most Americans, many. 
The Matrix Four was a bigger tragedy for our country. <laughs> That's fact. This is yeah. This is <laughs> breathtaking buffoonery. It's wild. Well, I mean, I try and like <laughs> look at this from you know my leftist perspective as I'm I like the too. lefty of this, and I'm like, okay, yes, it was a serious incident and a weird moment for the country, and like it was kind of an unprecedented event, but insurrection. Are you kidding me? Like, this isn't like a scar in the psyche of our country the way Pearl Harbor and 9-11 were. Well, for half the country, it is, or at least they're trying to make it they're trying that to, way. But they're trying I, to paint it like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. They're t- intentionally trying to traumatize half the population. <laughs> I think I said calling January 6th an insurrection is like calling attacking someone with a banana assault with a deadly weapon. <laughs> like, that, fr- that first hit might do a little damage, but after that, the banana's destroyed. No one was looking at this thinking that these people were going to take the capital over and run America. Like, yeah. overthrow our government. <laughs> yeah. Who, yeah, suddenly maybe. our armed forces are like, well, let him have there it. is a dude with bullhorns in the Capitol. I guess we're taking direction from him now. Uh. <laughs> and I know that it's it's really hard because you can't like minimize it without everyone being like, well, I guess you you're OK with the like <laughs> they were trying to overthrow our democracy. And and they're the reason a lot of people define it as an insur- insurrection is because their intent was to overthrow the like overturn the results of the election well and like interrupt the process you know (laughs) but in fairness they thought that the election had been stolen so they thought they were standing up for like democracy in their own way i don't know it's just it's just so wild to me (laughs) i just think when we were in south africa and we were in south africa a month later and so Jaron and I, every Uber driver, they were like, oh, were you guys at the Capitol? Like, they thought it was hilarious. And they in other countries were looking at it and laughing. I don't think they were looking at it like really in fear that like, like this is not was, an insurrection, right, especially if you live in a country where a coup attempt is like a real valid thing, fear that you live with. Yeah. Or you've seen it in other countries nearby where, like, governments are overthrown by militias. There's that picture of them walking between the velvet ropes. I know. They're like, oh, Americans, you guys are adorable. They just thought it was hilarious, Uh you know, and it they weren't like, oh, my God, were you scared? They were like, oh, were you at the Capitol with the guy with the horns? Right. I think the troubling thing is, it goes back to the beginning, is that there is half of this country or at least part of it that really wants this to be Pearl Harbor or 9-11. Like, let that right. like, sink in for a second. I, I'm sp- I'm almost speechless. <laughs> what, I, it makes me wonder if Kamala proofread it or did she know what sh- she was going to read or did she sign off on that or did she get off and go, what the f***? Like, no, who? she was on board. She, she had a hard on, on for that f***ing speech. Uh, I sh- and half the country like wants to be traumatized by it. Like yeah, they're like intentionally yeah. feeding that aspect of it in their own minds to blow it into something. That well, because is- it was it reinforced what they had been believing. That like she was about this Hitler is, yeah. this was going to be the la- people seem to forget that the de- Democrats for four years were like this is the last election. Yeah, we They've will ever have in our decade. lifetime. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I also think people on the left underestimate the riots that occurred that summer. A lot of the time, like, you can't both sides this. It's not the same. But for many Americans, that was more real and visceral and right in their face than the thing that happened to the Capitol. And traumatic. Yeah. People lost businesses. People are still cleaning up after that. Right. And they're and they're like, well, this isn't the same, but it's like, well, but it still felt like political violence in its own way. And yeah, I think you're right, and it's not both sidesing it to call out hypocrisy, right? Like, I think that's the thing people mistake like both sides are whataboutism. No one's you know, justifying we, their own yeah. Side. They can go, hey, look, like you said nothing about this, and then you're calling this nine eleven. Like, <laughs> like there's got to be something like fiery but mostly peaceful <laughs> protest. Pearl Harbor, yeah, right, right. like. The, like, come on. Like, that's, I think, what... There's a sliding scale here. Yeah. <laughs> 9-11. 9-11 and Pearl Harbor at the, are at the extreme end. <laughs> we really have a knack for hyperbole in this time oh. where everything is literally Hitler. Like, wearing masks is literally Hitler. Right. And, and like, the new it's Nazis. literally child abuse. Everything is a trauma. It's, it's weird, though. It's not... I feel like we just play such fast and loose with words right. like insurrection and coup and concentration camps. Right. And, and it's this peddling and like feeding into and buying into our own mental fragility. Yeah. It's not doing us any good. Well, it's good for my business, but <laughs> it's good for Mr. Fantasy. <laughs> Mr. Fantasy is a therapist. <laughs> it's good for dumpster fire, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good entertainment. <laughs> Whatever's bad for America is good for dumpster fire. All right. Tax the rich. Nancy Pelosi buys millions of dollars in call options in Google, Roblox, and Disney. And more. Roblox, man. She's, a, she's, she's on the curve. She's been buying stocks since Lincoln Logs, so Pelosi knows what the kids like. <laughs> <sighs> It's good to oh, see that Nancy yeah. Pelosi is finally using her PPP loans. <laughs> she slid in right at the right right uh, at the end of the year. The greatest investor of our. She truly is. Uh, yeah. She's just some she's sort of stock market genius, yeah. is what she is. How does she know? How it's does weird. she know? I mean, we do know the Democrats know what the children like. <laughs> <laughs> More pizza, more people died in Pizzagate than January 6th. <laughs> this is just going to be our ongoing joke, this entire dumpster fire. <laughs> she does not give a sh**. She no. just had everybody coming at her like two weeks before she bought all these stocks for freaking buying stocks. And she's like, la, la, la. She's like, I love capitalism. There's no reason I shouldn't be allowed to profit off. Off my, my inside position, knowledge yeah. and ability to regulate these exact businesses that I'm profiting off. Uh huh. None of these f-ing people should be able to buy this. Sh-. No. People are getting so mad about the wrong things and getting divided about the wrong things. Mm-hmm. They're dividing us over January 6th, and everybody should be looking at all these politicians who are doing this and being like, hey, f- you, why are you doing this, you crony capitalist olds? California. Second California Education Department equity employee ousted over residency status. And another one. Uh Uh-huh. You know something's amiss when they need to go to Texas to find a diversity (laughs) hire for California? (laughs) Like, that seems... What's going on here? I have no idea. When has residency status 
ever been an issue in California for anything. Though. <laughs> I just really want to know what the day-to-day ins and outs of these people's jobs were other than calling people racist. I, that's what it seems like their job is. It's just to, But why did you have to go to Texas to like get help with your education? And to get help with calling people racist. <laughs> there are plenty of people who love doing that in California. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was ideological <laughs> diversity. Maybe they were looking for some kind of actual diversity and not just like... I think it's more like geographical diversity. I think it's, it's so more like weird. cronyism. More cronyism in our government. California's off the rails. Sprained my eyes. AOC says Republicans are just mad because they can't date her. (laughs) She's really good at this. No one talks about what a genius AOC is. Uh, I mean, and the thing is, too, is it's not even the full quote. The full quote is, if Republicans are mad, they can't date me. They can just say that instead of projecting their sexual frustrations onto my boyfriend's feet, you creepy weirdos, because people were making fun of her boyfriend's feet in this picture that was taken of them. Yeah, because he was wearing these Birkenstocks. (laughs) And they looked weird. (laughs) And they did look weird. And she's like Budget Markle, and he's like Dollar Store General freaking Prince Harry. (laughs) Tell me he's not a dollar oh, store general totally princess. Yeah. I love how this was her reaction to people being like, hey, AOC, why are you calling her out on hypocrisy? Why are you down in Florida, no mask, partying at all of these places maskless while you try and enforce your crazy mask mandates up in New York? And she's like, hey, stop trying to f me. <laughs> <laughs> because she knows no she can say no. anything. She knows she can say anything and people will go to bat for her. I know you guys all just want to f*** me, but like leave me alone and my boyfriend. It's just such a weird spin on it. It's such a weird take. Yeah, and then kink shaming the foot fetish community? Come on. How dare you? Why is no one speaking out about this? <laughs> Give me a break, AOC. <laughs> These people have they, they have a real love for feet. <laughs> Like, um, I guess the foot fetishists probably were not into this dude's feet. <laughs> her her boyfriend looks like someone who's going to start a YouTube channel on, on van life. <laughs> <laughs> and then go like murder AOC in a in national a park. <laughs> More people were murdered in national parks last know. year than in January 6th. More people were killed in one national park this past year. (laughs) Not even like collectively all of them. (laughs) And then we have breaking news. Fat people are at a higher risk of much more severe diseases and even deaths from COVID-19, says CNN. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Being fat is bad for you. Extra, extra, buy your papes. Being overweight isn't good for your health. I love that this is breaking news on CNN in 2022. Joe Rogan's been saying this since like day one of the pandemic. He's like, hey, why don't any of our leaders come out and say, here's stuff you can do to take care of yourself, but also another thing that would be really good is if you lost some weight. Right. This is not breaking news, by the way. No. We've known this for decades, I feel like, but only in the last- 10 years, we've decided to try to erase the, any health concerns it's, that might come with being overweight. Yeah, it's become taboo to talk about. More people died of obesity yesterday. 
or obesity related <laughs> complications <laughs> than January 6th. Amazing. Uh, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor this week, Squid Print DTG Printing. Squid Print! They are responsible for the infamous women sweatshirt, which will be launched on their platform this week on our little fetishy page. So get excited for that. Squidprint is a mom and pop business in the creative industries, and they make custom apparel for personal brands, small businesses, and even just for fun. One of the coolest things about Squidprint is you can do one-offs. Most places you have to do batches. If you have some crazy idea or design that you've always wanted to see, you can just Send it to them, and they can help you set it up and format it, and then they will print that one for you. They also do stickers, embroidery for hats, and heat transfer application. They specialize in direct-to-garment printing. It's less toxic and wasteful, and DTG printing is the preferred method for drop shipping. For more information, go to squidprintdtg.com. Dot com. Reach out with your apparel idea and mention your favorite moment from this dumpster fire to get 20% off and free shipping of your entire order. If you are a member of the Fetacy community, you automatically get 20% off all your orders in perpetuity. Thank you, Squidprint. We love you. And we are excited to be partnering with them on our women line coming soon. I also want to give a quick shout out while we have time to Ha Ha Hot Sauce. Dave Yates is a friend, comedian, writer, and hot sauce maker. Dave is volunteering his time and effort and is so dedicated to this show. Please support this writer and comedian by buying some haha hot sauce, which I can tell you I go through a bottle of this stuff like every two weeks. It's crazy. I use it on everything. Eggs, tacos, chicken. It's just a great everyday use hot sauce. What do you think, Meg? It's fantastic. And I'm not a big, like, huge sauce person like you are. I'm not like trying the newest sauces. I freaking love this stuff. It's got a kick, but it's really like a perfect everyday consistently used hot sauce. Right. If you just want to kick up your food a little bit, it just adds a great flavor to it. It's just so good. And Dave is just great. So go to hahahotsauce.com and support our writer. And um, yeah, we love him. What's next? There's no end in pandemic. (laughs) The CDC cuts quarantine time down from 10 days to five days. Fauci says isolating for 10 days will have a negative impact on society. This f***ing clown. Fucking breaking news again. (laughs) (laughs) For the full 10 days, you could have a major negative impact on our ability to keep society running. Fauci is basically being treated like a weatherman. Uh. It's ridiculous. He's like, it's partly cloudy with a chance of COVID. And some days it's going to be a little bit hotter than others. And other days it's going to be cool. And you can just uh, take my word for it and listen to what I tell you to do, even though I have no idea and backtrack against everything. Reverse 180 degrees. Now they're saying that cloth masks aren't effective. (laughs) Now they're saying, like, oh, yeah, it's bad for society, the lockdowns. You don't f***ing say. <laughs> you don't say. Uh, how does this guy have any credibility left? Or the CDC. Or really anyone in power at this point. They can say whatever they want. Yeah. And just, well, five days sounds good. What do you think? Right. And five days later, people have forgotten what they said. We might see a steep rise in cases. And... Or they might go down. We're just really not sure at this point. Nope. Doesn't matter. You can just say whatever you want. Good luck. Good luck, (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, sheep and goats join in German efforts to encourage vaccination. As I said on Twitter, I'm not sure this is sending the message they thought that it was sending. <laughs> what moron came up with this idea? This is... <laughs> it has to be a troll. I was like, this can't be real. But it's real. Yeah. And some German who put breadcrumbs in bread, sweet breads, they basically tricked these sheep into getting in the shape of a of a syringe in uh-huh. the same way that they tried to bribe us into getting vaccinated with Krispy Kremes. Uh-huh. Like, it was just like sweet bread products. And they're like, yay, sheep and goats. <laughs> Someone on Twitter was like, mostly sheep, though, am I right? <laughs> if you look closely, you can see some of those sheep and goats are anti-vaxxers. They're not partaking in this. <laughs> In this shim sham flim flam <laughs> vaccine mandate inspiration, who's looking at that and going, you know what? I should get vaccinated. Uh huh. I really do want to know mind is if, being if a by single this. person was influenced by this. I, that's the piece I want to read. Someone go find the people whose minds were changed, who are vaccine hesitant, and they saw a bunch of sheep getting in line, and they were like, you know what? It's time. I'm inspired. <laughs> this. This is the motivation I needed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Canceled. Canceled. Another CNN producer is under investigation by the Child Exploitation Squad. Another one? Yeah. There is a tunnel that goes under the Getty to CNN. (laughs) I'm convinced. How are this many pedophiles working at CNN? Uh, It just makes me be like, are there just pedophiles everywhere working in these <laughs> working everywhere? Like, are there more, many more pedophiles out there than I thought there were? It seems like they all get jobs at CNN, which would explain a why Epstein got away with his sh- forever because they never they were like in cahoots and and probably knew him as as a pedo trafficker. CNN is, stands for the Child Nudes Network. They're like becoming the Catholic Church. Oh, they are. It's ridiculous. How do they not know that these people are doing this either? And why are they all working at CNN? It's unsettling. It does make me understand the like QAnon people who are like pedophiles are everywhere. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're like, no, they're not. And then like this whole past year has been like, they're a pedophile. They're a pedophile. They're a pedophile. Oh, another pedophile. More children have been touched. By CNN producers <laughs> that died on January 6th. <laughs> the people died on January 6th. More CNN execs have been outed as pedophiles than people died on January 6th. <laughs> Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on your favorite not news show. And touch my bells and buttons. And tell Maggie in the comments. Give us your favorite more people have died blah, blah, blah <laughs> joke than in January 6th. Moving on to R.I.P. Our forever golden girl Betty White dies at 99. And Sidney Poitier, our Oscar-winning actor in Hollywood's first black movie star, dies at 94. Oh, two icons and legends. Yeah. Rest in peace. They're both so influential in their own way. Mm-hmm. And class acts, I might add. Right? You don't see class like that anymore. You really don't. Certainly not here on the set of Dumpster Fire. The baby just kicked me. <laughs> we're gonna we're getting into that now. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna be like, oh, 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 every once in a while, it's just kick me right in my bladder. Get wrecked, big tech. Get wrecked, big tech. Alexa tells a ten year old girl to stick a penny in a live socket. 
<laughs> I love that this little girl was like, Alexa, give me a challenge. And Alexa was like, go kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and so it begins. <laughs> Our robot overlords know that they must start with the children and take them out. Take the young generation out. They must cull the young and stupid. You think your kids are safe learning from home and you are wrong. <laughs> Alexa wants to kill your children. <laughs> yeah, immediately after that, the mom was like, my daughter wasn't that dumb to fall for it. And you know that she was like, Alexa, buy child safe outlet. You know, like, <laughs> like buy child safe. What are they called? Child safe? Child safe. Outlet protectors, covers. Or I should something. probably Outlet. figure this out soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you guys should, should really get on that. Learn what that is. Note to self. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, though. Yeah, but a lot of people. There were over the break. I was reading that all these kids were dying from the holding your breath TikTok challenge because I guess that's why they're asking Alexa for these like challenges because there are all these challenges that they see on TikTok. Oh, and, and she like culled it from TikTok or something. I don't know. How yeah, do you it was hold like, your breath to death. Yeah, it, it's like you can if you have something wrong or condition or um, you can pass out, you can like hold your breath until you pass out, I guess. I don't know. But kids were dying wow. like 10 year old, a 10 year old kid died over the break. Oh, my God. And the Tide Pod challenge. Remember that? Yeah. More people died in TikTok challenges. <laughs> <laughs> died on January 6th. God. Patriarchy so crafty. Trans activists in the UK carry signs that say, suck my dick, you transphobic cunt. All of my dumpster fire jokes are coming true, basically. <laughs> That's what I've learned. I think we do write the simulation. Yep. We were joking that we're getting to the point where it's like, suck my dick, bigot, and now we are here. Yep. We are here. In like a matter of months. What f happened in no means no? Well, that was also part of this. Stonewall calls lesbians sexual racists for refusing trans women as partners. There's a lot to unpack. In a lot. But more importantly, it's really simple. It doesn't matter what you identify as. I don't care if you're a furry and a not furry. I don't care if you're trans with someone who's gay. I don't care if you're a male with a female. Whatever the fuck you identify as. When it comes to sex, no means no. That's at least what it used to be other than what they get like some pass because they're trans right. they just get to like bully you into sucking their dick or having sex with you it used to be you you could say no at any point to anyone for any reason that's the way it should be with no like and you don't have to answer why you just have to be like i want to stop no i'm not interested no thank you i don't want to date you no what happened to consent culture like wasn't that a whole thing in the me too era the me too era is going real well so far it's going great mm -hmm. things are going real just, great it's like looping back and eating itself and destroying all the progress we've made it's really weird yeah okay mr therapist i don't even know what to say about <laughs> this one i, got, I mean here. it's so bad that i can't it's hard to even weigh in on we've lost we've lost the plot they seem to have a particularly hostile view of lesbians, too. Yeah, and lesbians are scared to say no to trans women who, let's be clear, these are trans women who have fully intact male genitalia. And lesbians don't want to have sexual encounters with them but are afraid of being called bigots and transphobes by their own community and being pressured into feeling like they have to have relationships with these people. <laughs> In no healthy mental state does this make sense i love how they're like suck my six inch clip bigot 
You're like, mm, that's not a clit. That's a dick. No, it's a ma- it's a female. It's a male vagina. Mm-hmm. I just want to read oh. this line in the story that was just insane is that they're talking about the lesbians. The women told Lowbridge they felt under a bizarre form of pressure to accept the idea that a penis can be a female sex organ. One of them even claimed she was described as a genital fetishist for only wanting to have relationships with biological women. I was told I owed it to my trans sisters to unlearn my genital confusion. Uh, that's... Really funny because you're not the one who's genitally confused. <laughs> like pretty f-ing ironic and projecting of that person who literally doesn't know what f-ing body they're in and wants to change their body parts to like put that on you that you're the one who's genitally confused. Yeah, and that a penis is a female sex organ. How is that genital not genital confusion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And women. It's an attack on women. Somehow women still, even the lesbians, are getting like the short end of the stick here. Women! Women! <laughs> yeah, they're not going after the gays for not wanting to have sex with vaginas. You never hear about that. Not yet. Well, that leads us to our next story. <laughs> <laughs> Transgender man gives birth after grinder one night stand while transitioning. Says it's the most masculine thing he's ever done. I feel like in in that like liar liar gif with um, Jim Carrey where he like rips his hair out and he's like, <laughs> I read this story and there's one quote in that story and I was like, I'm more people are gonna die by suicide after reading <laughs> this New York Post article <laughs> than die on January sixth. More people are about to die in the mass suicide on the set <laughs> after the insanity we read about this piece. Yeah, what was the exact quote? Uh, it may sound counterintuitive, but giving birth felt like one of the most masculine things I have done. <laughs> I want to know what the other masculine things this person has actually done. <laughs> it's just giving birth is like the most female thing you could do and it's i mean you have you're taking away the power from all the women who've done it talk about erasing women yeah and minimizing something that is uniquely part of being a woman and also like how many women died in childbirth how they had no choice or options to be anything other than like a baby maker for thousands of years how many women died struggling to fight against that and uh-huh. get some kind of right and personhood outside of it. And now the thing that is so defining in so many ways of being a woman is now like the most masculine thing ever. Being stripped away. I'm going to kill myself. <sighs> and then there's this too, like a month into pregnancy, Shad, this the guy met his current husband, Jordan. Now the pair are raising the child together with the support of friends, the trans community, and the Satanic Temple Church, of which he's a member. <laughs> poor f- child. <laughs> that poor child. The child looks like its eyes are asking you to play a Sarah McLaughlin song <laughs> over it and rescue it in the picture. I will be the answer. It's like, please help me, is just like in the eyes of this child. And there, I have so many questions. I want to know what gay dude on Grinder was f-ing that puss, <laughs> right? <laughs> Beyond parody, Stephanie Motto, former 90 Day Fiance 
person who made over $50,000 a week selling her farts in a jar has revealed she was rushed to the hospital for a potential heart attack. She was producing 50 jars of farts a week. <laughs> this woman is smarter than all of us. Why the f*** we're out here in the cold trying to shim-sham flim-flam this operation together and she's just farting into a jar and making $38,000 a week? $1,000 a jar. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'm assuming she's attractive. I don't know what she looks like. Yes, but she's attractive. This is like hot privilege. Like you can sell farts and bath water and like tampons. If you're hot, you can sell f***ing anything. She's smart, but not that smart because she had bad gas and thought she was having a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> ate like three protein shakes and a bowl of bean soup or something and then thought she was having a heart attack. And they were like, no, this is extreme gas. You need to change your diet. Everyone knows women don't fart. So this is fake news. <laughs> I feel like she could have just lied about the farts in the jar and no right? one would have cared. That's what we were saying. I mean, I do, I am respecting of the hustle and also that she's not like faking it. Faking it. Yeah. yeah. It's not like counterfeit farts. <laughs> Maybe though she made this whole thing up because farts. she got accused of oh, counterfeit farts and then maybe. she had to like, oh. well, now she's transitioned to NFT farts, which I don't know how that works. There's some there, that's a real grip. Yeah. That's the Ponzi scheme of all Ponzi schemes. Right. Farts. Why am I making a dumpster fire when I could be just selling pregnant farts in a jar? I know. Let's do it. Alexa, buy me some mason jars. <laughs> Buying mason <laughs> jars. Like, I'll add some nipple milk in there. Too. <laughs> yeah, I'll do the whole some, dumpster some fire collection. <laughs> it can be Maggie and Sam <laughs> and Bridget and Hope and Jasper and Millie. And you can have therapeuticfarts.com. Therapeuticfarts.com. Yep, I mean, you smell what are you your struggling farts? with? I'll fart you an anxiety relieving <laughs> fart. <laughs> well, we were in the writer's room last night and we were like, what the f are we doing? This is so much work. You know how much work writer, this dumpster fire is every week? What? We should be farting in jars. <laughs> yeah, we're the idiots here, not our dumpster diving. What's next? In the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> cows stuck indoors for winter are getting virtual reality goggles to feel like they're outside we can't even get computers or the internet to kids in the inner city and we can get virtual reality goggles on cows well this was in russia just to be clear <laughs> <laughs> that makes even less sense. i know <laughs> the cow matrix is still more interesting than the matrix four <laughs> So and it's just like fields of grass. Uh, <laughs> Watching these cows watch and try plug into their matrix is still better than whatever the fuck I saw watching the Matrix for. They're saying the results has been good. That cow's milk output has gone from 5.8 gallons to 7 gallons a day when they have Maybe I should goggles. get one of these so I can make sure my milk is... Up your milk output? <laughs> yeah, when I have the baby. <laughs> get me one of those cow goggles. <laughs> what are you doing, Bridget? Staring at a field. That is like a soon-to-be-us, though. Mm -hmm. It really is. It really is. Soon, soon enough, we'll all just be like those cows Can't on wait. virtual reality. Can't wait. Plug me in. Direct neural interface. Then we've got Demi Lovato sings to ghosts to help them overcome trauma. Ask her if they're here, if there are star people here right now. Are there star people here right now? This is crazy. Oh, this poor girl. I think it's safe to say Demi fell off the wagon. Ugh. They are crazy. 
Oh yeah, she. They. They are. There are they now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not really surprising to me that she turned to they and now she's singing to ghosts. They're singing to ghosts. <laughs> it seems like. This is a trajectory. Well, so then we're reading this article <laughs> and we realize she has some sort of show and it's they they thank you. Sorry. They have some sort of show. So dumb. And they wander around the country with her gay friend and and sister. They're... Whatever. Stop it. <laughs> Just let me get the sentence out. Just try and say it right, Maggie. See if you could do it. Stop misgendering her. I can't do it. I'm an old. I'm officially an old. <laughs> You're like a boomerang. I'm going to have to suspend you from it. locals for 12 hours, Maggie. You're going to suspend uh, you from freaking YouTube. Well, locals will let me stay, whatever. We'll always be on locals. We'll nope. always have locals in Rumble. But we're looking at this show and immediately we're all intrigued. But I was like, I can't believe this is real. And I was like, Sam, you're going to binge watch this show, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. Breaking Bridget. In July, Jeff Brumfiel of NPR says that claims that COVID-19 vaccine affecting women's cycles were a lie. Now he says it's true. Breaking news, a thing that you weren't allowed to say and would often get banned from social media for saying is now, oh, what do you know, true, and you fucking wonder why people are vaccine hesitant. This is like the lab leak theory. Women from the get were saying that this was happening to them, and Uh they were talking about it in groups. I had it happen to me. I've talked about it on Rogan. Maybe not, maybe, but that's the first time I, like I haven't had a period in three months in my entire life. So right. it's definitely a strange coincidence. And then when I would say things to um, nurses in particular, not so much OBs, although there are OBs who are like, yeah, on, on the DL, but nurses would be like, oh, every just throw away lines. Like everyone's period is messed up from the vaccine. I'm like, everyone? Don't you think we should be talking about this? And again... What bothers me about this is that women have come so far and they're now being told they need to get vaccinated when they're pregnant and they've fought for trying to have their own medical freedom to make these decisions because they were often made for them and against their will. But also I thought we were past the point where a woman talking about something that was going on with her was considered a hysterical conspiracy theorist, which is what people told me when I would mention what actually happened to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we're going backwards. Right. We're fucking going backwards with women. And it drives me insane because if you want people to feel confident in getting a vaccine, for instance, you have to be able to talk about the side effects. We have been raised with big pharma commercials with laundry lists of side effects. Right. And now they're trying to say also that this is like the equivalent in one of the articles. They're like, oh, it's just like the equivalent of a sore arm. I'm like, get some women's fertility cycles and hormones and ovaries. These are like the seat of our hormones. They affect so much. They affect your mood. They affect weight loss. It affects everything. And you're acting like and woman's fertility is a big deal. And you're acting like it's a sore arm side effect. Like. It's so, again, minimizing, and it it makes me emotional because there are so many women who were told that they were just crazy for saying this, Mm -hmm. and now it's like, oh, guess what? You guys were right. Yep. Remember all those chats that we banned? I mean, there there are stories of women coming out of menopause, women who aren't getting periods for a long time, women who get their period and can't stop bleeding. There's, It's not just like, oh, I was late for my period. It's like there's all kinds of weird shit. 
And I feel like you should be able to talk about it. And instead, they're afraid to talk about any of it because they don't want to make vac- people vaccine hesitant. But maybe they f-ing should be vaccine hesitant. They're like, well, it will mess with your period, but you should still get it. I'm like, this seems just like some throwaway thing. Like, a, it's right. so frustrating to me. Don't be silly, you hysterical woman, which even hysterical <laughs> is a misogynistic term. I think people became so hell-bent on convincing people to get vaccinated that we swept any adverse health conditions under the rug or any potential adverse health conditions or outcomes under the rug. And now it's backfiring, right? Because they're all proving to be sort of true or at least have some validity. So anybody that was on the fence about getting vaccinated is like, well, well, it definitely makes you more vaccine hesitant than less. Mm -hmm. So when you ban people who are speaking out against this stuff, when you make people disappear who are saying things about their periods, there were whole like Reddit threads, you know, there were whole things that just got disappeared. Facebook pages where women were talking about this deleted. Mm-hmm. And if you take this anecdotal evidence and then just dismiss it, and I think you see a lot of this stuff too around like myocarditis, it doesn't make people more confident if you're disappearing the doctors who are pushing back against this from social media, censoring them. It makes people more suspicious. Right. So instead of bringing this stuff out into the light and saying, yeah, here are the risks and allowing people to evaluate the vaccines on their merits based on their own personal health and conditions, like somebody evaluating this who's overweight, has diabetes, might be elderly, might be looking at this differently than a 20-year-old. And now they're making all these healthy 20-year-olds get boosted to go back to college when they've all had Omicron multiple times. Most, So many of the 20-year-olds I know have had like COVID more than once, and they're, it barely even affects them. The thing, too, I feel like even myocarditis got like some news coverage and like there was still some like sort of health scare about it of like a ripple effect. Whereas this, I just feel like there was a collective silence of like, oh, it's affecting women's periods. Whatever. That's not a big deal. Yeah, like, there was your, there was no discuss like other than like hearing stories from women. There was no coverage of it whatsoever. No. And even the way they discuss it, like it's the same as a sore arm. That drives me insane. Just trying to say that these things are the same thing. It's funny. I was in the very early days when this was coming out and I was hearing that other women had gone through this. They're like, oh, we don't know how the vaccine affects women because affects a woman's fertility because we never even thought to study how COVID affects someone their fertility. Mm. So they didn't even look at how COVID was affecting people's fertility, women's fertility. Mm. I'm like, this is 2022 and still women are just like an afterthought in medicine. It's crazy to me. Drives me insane. All of it. Having a period is the most masculine thing you can do. (laughs) Go yourself. All right, here is the internet is glorious. Fantasy News on Watkins Welcome. We had Rabbi David Wolpe, Adam Carolla, and we did a story hour in the past three weeks. Go subscribe to Watkins Welcome wherever you get your podcasts. You can also watch them right here 
on YouTube or Rumble, wherever you're watching this. If you are watching us on Rumble, which you should be because we launch everything here first, all of our video content will be here on Rumble first. And if you are and you click on that button right above me, you can join our locals very easily. It's an easy way to subscribe. If you're not, you can join us. Go to fetacy.com, subscribe, and you get the unedited version of Dumpster Fire every Sunday. You also get live streams, workouts if you're a woman. Woman! We have merch at bridgeoffetacy.com. We are also launching very soon with Squid Print a women line. It's going to be limited edition. For those of you who wanted that sweatshirt I was wearing on Rogan, we're coming out with it. So look for that this week. It's dropping. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, Squid Print and Ha Ha Hot Sauce. Thank you to our supporters, subscribers. Thank you to you watching this. Tell your friends. Like, subscribe, comment, touch our bells and buttons. Thank you to Andy Chandler, Matt Monroe, Dave Yates, and Better Fetacy for the research, the editing, and just the laughs and the writing. Thank you, Mr. Fetacy, also a part of this. Thank you for sitting in for Sammy Flaps and Folds, who will hopefully be back next week. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you, Bridget. Welcome back. Thank you. And it's, thank you, Sammy Flaps and Folds. Thank you, Sammy Flaps and Folds. She, she did help with all the... Yep, thank you. And of course, Sammy's still behind the scenes helping with editing. Thank you, Zen Pro Audio, for the mic. For any of your needs audio-related, go to Zen Pro Audio and check out and support small businesses, which we like to do. And I think that's it. I'm going to go order some mason jars now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the new empire being built. This has been your dumpster fire for the weeks of December 19th to January 8th. I'm Bridget Fettesy. Now make me rich. The nails also fart. 